We're going to ask our graduates to enter at this time. Everybody said, oh, don't they look so awesome up here? Would you give them a round of applause this evening? Amen. You guys can be seated. Amen. We want to welcome you all here tonight. We know that some of you are not here to see us, but you are here to see some of these that are up here sitting on this front row tonight as we honor each of them. They are each very special young people, young adults, taking on a a grand world that is ahead of them. Some of them, one of them I've known since I was a baby. One of them, I was there the day he was born, when he was a baby. One of them has graduated college and has not yet graduated high school. They're going to be doing that here in the next week or two. That's Brother Elijah. That's awesome. An awesome accomplishment. But whether we have known you for a day or a million days, you each mean the world to us. And we are delighted that we have the opportunity to honor each of you tonight. And we love you. Our prayers are with you. It is an honor tonight that we get to ask our youth pastor, Brother Ethan Barger, to come at this time. He's going to be bringing word for you tonight. Amen. Would you welcome him as he comes? Well, praise the Lord, church. It is such an honor to stand before this church, and it is especially an honor to stand before these awesome graduates. Can we all give them a round of applause for their accomplishment? So we are so proud of all you guys, and uh, you know, I I knew about the the high schoolers who are graduating. I didn't know about you, uh, Sister Cody. So this is going to be a little bit more directed toward them, but um, I hope you can get something out of it. But I will be speaking to you guys and everybody else who can kind of listen in. So, um, you know, I'm here to welcome you, you guys, into a new phase of life, and uh, that's what graduation is. You're you're going from you know. Uh, teenagehood, if that's a, a word, into adulthood. And uh, it's a very, very exciting time. You know, the, the possibilities are endless on, on what you can do and, and uh, what your future looks like. And uh, it's, it's a time to be excited and it's a time to celebrate. So um, for everybody else, I did um, ask each of our four, four high school graduates four questions. So I asked... Uh, what you plan on doing after graduation, uh, what you're looking forward to after graduation, what you're not looking forward to after graduation, <laughs> and how you want God to use you over the next five years. So uh, here are the responses, all right? So this is what I was going to use it for, guys. So that's why I asked you. All right, so Elizabeth here, she plans on going to school 
for photography. So she is looking forward to moving out on her own and seeing what God has in store for her. And the third thing is she's not looking forward to going back to school. (laughs) So I understand that completely. And uh, she wants God to use her in children's ministry over the next five years. And that's an awesome thing. So let's give her a round of applause. All right. And then Elijah. Um, so he plans on attending Sam Houston State and uh, receiving a master's degree in criminal justice with a minor in history. So that's pretty, pretty awesome there. So he's looking forward to meeting new people and continuing his education. He's not looking forward to, and this is, this is very real here, potential student debt, phone bills, taxes, all the bad things. <laughs> uh, and then the fourth thing, you know, he wants to have ministered, and this quote, in at least 10 different countries and be a youth pastor someday. So let's give him a round of applause. Then Mr. Carson, whoop, all right, he plans on going to San Jacinto and becoming a pilot one day. So he's really looking forward to becoming a pilot. He's not looking forward to being an adult. (laughs) And he wants God to use him how he sees fit. And he will listen, probably argue a little bit, and then follow where he wants him to go. So anyways, Carson, let's give him a round of applause. And then Mr. Kale. So, uh, he has been ex- accepted into Sanjak. He doesn't quite know what he wants to do quite yet, but he'll figure that out. Um, he's looking forward in going, into going into the real world. And he's not looking forward into going into the real world as well. <laughs> so, um, and the fourth thing is doing more for God in any way that he can. So, give a round of applause for Kale here. So if their responses don't convince you what awesome young people we have here graduating today, I don't know what's going to convince you guys. So once again, let's give them all a round of applause. And Sister Cody, we're proud of you too. So, yes. Woo! So uh, it sounds like you guys, from your responses, have an idea of what life after graduation is going to be like. And uh, it's good that you have an idea of what to expect. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about tonight on uh, my experience and uh, what you guys should expect. So five th- there's going to be five things I talk about tonight on uh, five things to expect a- after graduation. So expect number one, all right? Expect things to be as awesome as you hoped, all right? When I graduated high school, I was so excited about going into college and, uh, it, you know, having fun, making friends. You know, I've been homeschooled. I've been in this little bubble. And, uh, you know, I was just couldn't wait to get out on my own and, you know, go to a big university and, you know, experience, uh, you know, the football and all the friends and uh, eat Chick-fil-A whenever I wanted. Hallelujah. Praise God. And uh, anyways, and college really was that awesome. And you know what? For you guys, your future in front of you, the things that you're looking forward to, they're going to be that awesome. Just that awesome. So anyways, tonight is your night. And the next five years of your life are extremely bright 
celebrate it tonight. Celebrate it when you actually walk the stage and, and look forward to what the future has for you. Number two, expect things to not go exactly as you expect. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I know you guys got a plan, you know, hey, I'm going to go to school and, you know, become a pilot, you know, hey, that's a great plan. You know, but it, it may not go exactly that way. You may eventually get there, but you may take a couple detours to get to that point. So after my first year of college, um, I needed to make a little bit of money to, to you know, help out with my expenses. And so um, I, was, I was back home in Jackson, Mississippi for the summer, and uh, my, my parents encouraged me to find a job. And so... <laughs> Uh, so it came to my attention that, uh, there was a gentleman at the church who was a jan- uh, a manager at a, uh, Joann's, which is a, a fabric and craft store. So, uh, you know, I applied and I got in and, you know, that's how I started working at Joann Fabric Store, standing there in my little green apron, you know, cutting fabric for all the crazy projects for women of all types who looked at me in either two ways. They looked at me like, oh, it's so adorable seeing a boy cutting fabric and in a craft store or, what is a man doing in a craft store? I bet he doesn't have a girlfriend. I can tell you that. Anyways. <laughs> but you know what? I made it through the summer, you know, and now I know a lot about fabric. And, uh, you know, just a few months later, I got an internship with, with Marathon. And, and uh, they're the company that I work for today. So, you know, you may have some, some detours, but you will eventually get there where you're, where you're wanting to go. So... Point number three, expect things to get difficult. So you guys may have struggled through high school or you may not have, um, but expect the next few years of your life to be more difficult than what you've already experienced. You're going to realize that all the things you thought you knew and, and uh, you actually didn't know them in, in the first place. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a learning experience. And, uh, you will learn, um, the word for me anyways, what I learned was humility <laughs> and, uh, but you're going to quickly learn, you know, you may, um, lose my place, in my notes, um, you're going to be challenged in many different ways. You're going to be challenged in your morals and your beliefs. You're going to be challenged, um, and the way you thought about life, fundamental beliefs, things that you thought about God and about Jesus and about church. And you're going to struggle at times with the things that you thought you knew. And you may even think that, you know, the, the idea of God and who he is, it's, it's all a lie. You know, it can be a very dark and confusing time. But point number four is expect God to reveal himself to you. Yes. You may find yourself in the next few years to be confused, disillusioned, maybe even doubtful of the things that you believed. But I have found that in those times when you don't have an explanation and you're confused and hurting, that that's the time when God shows up to wrap you in his arms and let you know that he loves you. You may not know uh, what bubbles to shade in for the test of life, but God has all the answers. In fact, he is the answer. Whatever you'll go through in the next few years, he is the answer. I remember encountering so many different ideas and philosophies and lifestyles that challenged my own presumptions about my faith. 
and I struggled and I compromised on some things. I never backslid, but I allowed myself to be influenced by the world. But I'm so thankful that God had his hand on me and kept me and brought me to the place that I am today. And just like he had his hand on me then, he has his hand on you guys right now. He's going to guide you and keep you through the next few years of your life. If you think you have an idea of who Jesus is now, come back to me in five years and you will realize the depth of what it means when it says he is our strong tower. He is our shield. He is our deliverer. He is our redeemer. He is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. You will truly begin to understand the verse in Romans 8. It says, Romans 8, 38 and 39. It says, you will be convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate you from the love of God. So let me say that again. I know I misquoted it. Convinced that neither death nor life, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate you from the love of God. God is with you tonight. Trust in him and he will keep his promises. He isn't a man that it should lie, that he should lie. He is faithful and he is true. Point number five, expect God to use you in ways that you could have never imagined. As you grow and are challenged in many ways, your understanding of God and of his word will also grow. Don't be surprised when people ask you why you don't cuss, why you don't party, why you don't drink, why don't, why you don't sleep around, why you don't, why you go to church at least three times a week. You guys are an anomaly. You know, the Bible calls you guys a peculiar people, but it also calls you a chosen generation. Because God has chosen you, stand firm and trust that God has his hand on your life. He has called you and anointed you for a special purpose, to be a light in this dark, dark world. Just by being you and being the child of God that you are, God will begin to use you to reach your world. Don't be surprised when people ask about what you believe. You may not have the right words at first, But that's okay. Moses didn't have the right words either when he came before Pharaoh. But God promised Moses in Exodus 4.12 that if he just followed God's will and went to Egypt, God would teach him what he should say. You'll see people impacted by what you say. And that's because you'll say, but that's because what you'll say isn't from you. It's from God. His word is powerful and sharp. And in the hands of a chosen generation, a chosen warrior, God can use his word to change everything. You know, um, I, I knew I got, God had his hand on me when I was in college. I was able to witness to a lot of people. Um, I was different. I was very different. I was homeschooled. I was the nerd. I was the geek, you know, with the glasses and, you know, um, and I didn't go to parties, you know, I didn't cuss all these different things, but that gave me the opportunity to, to witness and people noticed the difference. And I know I wouldn't have been able to do those things unless God had called me and anointed me and equipped me. And I have no doubt that he has called and anointed and equipped you guys for this very moment. He has been preparing you for this since before you were born. So 
I'd like to conclude um, with a couple verses for you guys to take to heart. First one up there. This comes from Jeremiah 29.11, and it's a very uh, uh, common verse to quote. Uh, It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. He gives you a future and a hope. He knows the plans he has for you guys. Next verse. It says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's with you wherever you go. So don't fear. Don't worry. Just go. Be bold. Be courageous. Next verse. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know that verse is saying, it says, you know what, when you're down and you're out and you, and you feel like you can't make it, God's extending his right hand of righteousness to pick you back up. You know what? And if you stumble, he's going to be right there. He's going to, he's going to hold you. He's with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. He's with you. He's going to uphold you with his right hand of righteousness. And finally, one of my favorite uh, passages of scripture says, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and swell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Wherever you guys go from this night on to who knows where. Don't be afraid. God's spirit is with you wherever you go. He's going to lead you and he's going to hold you and he's going to keep you. I'm so proud of you guys tonight. God is going to do some awesome things through you guys. I have no doubt. I'm so very proud of especially the young people. Um, Elizabeth, Carson, Kale, Elijah. Proud of you, Sister Cody. You know, you guys are all awesome, and God has a very, very special anointing on your guys' life and a very special and specific calling. And I am looking forward to what God has for you guys after tonight. So, God bless. Amen. I think you ought to give your speaker a great hand tonight. personal experience nothing as valuable as being there doing that thank you for being here tonight to honor these uh, great uh, young adults amen sister cody so very proud uh, a mother working going back to college got her degree we're so proud of you tonight for that great endeavor and she's already got it She's going for her master's, and we're going to applaud her when she concludes that as well. Amen. And to these young people, I concur with Brother uh, Ethan. I think this is one of the greatest groups of young people that have ever come through Greater Life Church. They're your kids. You ought to give them a great big 
applause. They're awesome. I want our graduates to stand. It's my privilege to give them a charge. And uh, then we will retire to some refreshments. You can go by their tables. But to Elizabeth and Kale and Carson and Elijah and Cody, this is a very important time in your life. It is one that is filled with expectation and hope for you high schoolers from your parents that all of the labor that they have put into getting you up, getting you to school, pays off in the future. But for you, tonight represents a dream. And for you as well, Cody, your future and your desire. Dreams are so valuable to every one of our lives. And these are some things that people have said about dreams There's only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve, and that is the fear of failure. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is like a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Don't be pushed around by fears in your mind. Be led by the dreams in your heart. Perhaps the one I love the best is those who dream by night, in the dusty recesses of their mind, wake in the day to find that all was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men and women, for they may act their dreams with open eyes and make it possible. But I have to share with you something that Brother Ethan alluded to. There is a hidden part of every one of your dreams When God gives you a dream and a desire, he shows you the end. He foretells what you can be. What he does not reveal to you is what it will take to get there. That hidden part is the hard part because it is the part that we have to live through. And it is the part that will test your resolve. It will strain your will. It will stretch your faith. And it will push your perseverance. But I am confident tonight that each of you are going to pursue that dream. And no matter what it takes, you're going to accomplish what God has put in your heart to accomplish. And I believe it is fitting the words of the Apostle Paul that he spoke over Timothy, who was assuming a role that he felt ill-fitted for. I think they are appropriate to you tonight. Those words, I pray, will challenge you. And I read from a modified translation of the message and the CEV version. But it said simply, don't let anyone put you down or think less of you because you're young. Teach by your life, by your word by your demeanor, by your love, by your faith, by your integrity. Stay at your post or be focused and do not neglect the spiritual gift inside of you. Use it wisely. Don't just learn, but experience. Don't just read, but absorb. Don't just change, transform. Don't just relate. Advocate. Don't just promise. Prove. 
Don't just criticize, encourage. Don't just think, ponder. Don't just take, give. Don't just see, feel. Don't just dream, do. Don't just hear, listen. Don't just talk, act. Don't just tell, show. Don't just exist, live. Amen. To each of you, we give a great round of applause tonight from our hearts for what you've done and welcome you to a new phase of life that will be full of challenges. But I am confident each of you are going to do a great and wonderful job. Brother Landon, would you come? We have a small token of appreciation from our church to you. I'm going to call you if you would come here to the platform. They're going to take a picture. And uh, Brother Landon, you guys stay up here because beside them, it will be the prettiest part of the picture. Amen. Elizabeth Diaz, thank you for being here tonight. Congratulations. Amen. Let's get a Elizabeth. All right. Right here. We need a picture. All right. Mr. Kale Jacks. Brother Carson Minton. Amen. (laughs) If we don't do this now, we won't get it done later. So just bear with us. Elijah Wimberly. Last but not least, our college graduate, Sister Cody Jenkins, comes. All right, let's give them all another great hand. I know they're honored that you're here. We're going to let them slip off the stage and back to their tables. And if you have gifts for them, you can drop them by the tables. I would ask that all the food and beverages remain in the foyer. God bless you. Show your love. Thank you for being here tonight. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.